This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Oh, don't mind me. I'm just pondering my orb over here, as I'm often want to do. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking. It's Monday, right? Oh, I wasn't prepared. I sat down and I was like, there's no marijuana in my jar. So I had to go pull some marijuana from my bag of marijuana so that I could grind it and put it in my jar so that I could then put it in my in my in my bong. Cause you know, you know I ain't high enough for this shit. It's a freaking day. It's one of those weird villain Mondays, because it was a long weekend. Whatever that means. Apparently it's Cyber Monday. I went, I was going to cruise the PlayStation Store's Black Friday sale. Again, just to make sure. I kind of wanted the Mass Effect trilogy. They pulled that shit down. Like, it's already a different sale now. Like, well, goddamn! I thought they added, like, last year, I thought they added more games to it, expanded it for a couple of weeks. I thought that shit went on well into December. No, no, no. If you want any of the, like, new games, you're shit out of luck. You better have bought them on the Black Friday sale because they are full price right now. I'm tired of the nonsense. There were a lot of stores that didn't open on Thanksgiving this year. I hope that is a trend that we... See, continue. Hopefully. As if it matters to me. Not like I go shopping anyway. What are we talking about tonight? We're going to, uh, we're going to watch the, uh, we're going to look at some of the White House Christmas decorations. Apparently they are a lot better than last year. (laughs) Uh... Truth Yeller. Truth Yeller was the name of the show from the Daily Wire with Adam Carolla. Jay Leno was his guest. I wanted to watch that show last night here on the stream. Uh, But it was behind a paywall. I do have a clip of it. I was able to find like a little two, three minute clip. We're going to give Adam Carolla and Jay Leno a little, little chance. See if they can make us laugh going to discuss what went on on the first day of the Jeline Maxwell trial. Ten states have blocked the U.S. COVID-19 vaccine mandate rules. We're going to talk about that. Apparently, Marion Webster said the word of the year for 2021 was vaccine. Can't imagine anybody said that. Too many times this year. Ted Cruz versus Anthony Fauci. Here's Morgan versus Anthony Fauci. The feuds continue. The right just thinks Fauci is a whipping boy. I think he's a good target, so... The attacks continue. Meanwhile, the... CDC has issued new guidance in light of the Omicron 
I think I'm saying it wrong. I think it's Omicron. Omicron. Omicron variant. CDC is also issuing a warning about flu cases are on the rise nationally, especially among young people. It says the new Omicron variant is not a cause for panic, but a cause for concern. We're going to listen to Michael Cohen. Omicron? I was watching something today and somebody was very flippant about how they were amazed Biden couldn't say it right and then they said Omicron. I'm not sure. I said Omicron last night. I don't know shit about the Greek alphabet. No, I like Greek food. Apparently, there are people that don't like feta cheese. I don't wrap my head around that. Feta cheese is amazing. It's one of my favorite pizza toppings, too. Some feta on a, on a pizza. Mmm. Ah. I like my regular mozzarella-based cheese, but I want, like, a... I either want a feta or I want some goat cheese. Omicron? Soft O, is that what the soft O means? Omicron? Instead of the Omicron? I have... (laughs) Let's find out. We've got a fucking computer here in front of us. Uh, Omicron. What? (laughs) I'm what? Omicron. 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 Tones, I think you were the closest. Omicron. Omicron. Tones for the win. Fuck yeah. Omicron. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like I'm from fucking Alabama several times. All right, we're going to talk about Lauren Boebert again tonight. She apparently had a phone call to try to smooth things over with the Jihad Squad, as she refers to them, not so affectionately, by the way. We're going to hear her side of what happened. I have Ilan Omar's tweet. We're going to talk about the Republicans blocking the National Defense Authorization Act, but let's start off tonight going abroad. Let's talk about the leftist movements in South America. Omicronic weed! Don't mind if I do. Amid a slow vote count, the Honduran leftist Castro eyes victory with big lead. Honduran presidential candidate Jamaro Castro, Zamaro, 
Zamara, I'm probably fucking her name up, and I'm so sorry. There's a piece here. Let's listen to it. This might just be raw footage of a rally. Out with the death squads. Out with corruption. Out with drug trafficking and organized crime. No more poverty and misery. To victory. People always united. Together, we are going to transform this country. There's your presumptive president-elect Honduran presidential candidate Zamara Castro set to put the left back in power 12 years after her husband was ousted in a coup even as the vote count for Sunday's election unexpectedly paused for hours on Monday because of course it did. They had to try to stop the leftist any way that they could. Castro, who would be the Central American nation's first woman president, has promised big changes in Honduras, including a constitutional overhaul, United Nations support in the fight against corruption, and looser restrictions on abortion. She also floated the idea of dropping diplomatic support for Taiwan in favor of China, a policy proposal keenly watched in Washington, Beijing, and Taipei. Interesting position. But I mean, also Taiwan is what, like, apparently the people in Taiwan prefer being in this, like, quasi-Chinese province limbo. That, like, they're in favor of that. And if it, like, came down to being with China or being independent, apparently the people want to be with China. Taiwan is a weird situation. Just over half the ballots counted. Castro, the wife of former president Manuel Zelaya, held a nearly 20-point lead over conservative Nasrif Asfura, the mayor of capital... I... God damn. I'm sorry, people of Honduras. Tegaguapa. Fucking shit. The capital of Honduras, and I cannot pronounce it. That's for fucking sure. Tegucigalpa. Tegucigalpa. And the candidate of the ruling National Party, who won 34%, so held a 20-point lead over the conservative mayor of Tagusapa, fucked it up again, and a third candidate of the ruling National Party, who apparently came in third. According to a preliminary tally, however, the tally had not been updated for over 10 hours by Monday afternoon. So fuckery may abound. Also, just down the road, I not just down the road at all. Leftist 
Chile presidential candidate leads new polls as runoff vote looms. So Chilean leftist candidate Gabriel Boric was leading conservative Jose Antonio Cast in the latest polls released on Sunday ahead of the second round of the presidential election on December 19th. The polarized runoff vote will set the political tone in the Andean country for the years ahead, with the two candidates pushing wildly different visions for the future of the world's top copper-producing nation. The major citizens' poll from Activa Research shows likely voters heavily favored Boric, representing a coalition including the leftist Frente Amplio and the local Communist Party, with 59, or 53.9% support against costs, 31.2% support. Once again, my apologies for butchering uh, names. But I did want to highlight some of the elections going on around the world. Chile also elected its first trans woman to Congress as the presidential election put LGBTQ plus rights at stake. Emilia Schneider is the first out transgender person to be elected to the National Congress of Chile. The 25-year-old activist previously gained prominence when she was elected to represent over 42,000 students as the president of the University of Chile's Student Federation, where she led students to take part in Chile's Estelito Social, Social Outburst protests between 2019 and 2021. So this is video of her. Hello, <laughs> So congratulations to her, but also that is, um, that's a shitty spot to be in, in countries known for political violence, be a trailblazer like that, takes balls. I went there. I shouldn't have done that. The horrible joke on my part. Please forgive me on that one. Sweden's first female leader quit last week after a few hours. But she was just reelected earlier today or yesterday, as I guess it would be in Sweden now. Looks like Sweden will soon have its first female prime minister. After all, she's the same one who resigned last week, about seven hours after being tapped to lead the country. Magdalena Andersson, a 54-year-old former finance minister who leads the Social Democratic Party, was re-elected by a slim margin on Monday and will make history when she officially takes office on Tuesday. Okay, here's what happened, according to NPR. Swedish lawmakers first elected Anderson last Wednesday, but she decided to step down after a budget defeat in Parliament made a coalition partner quit. The government rejected its own budget proposal in favor of one presented by the opposition, 
includes the right-wing populist Sweden Democrats, the Association Press reported, that prompted the Green Party to leave the two-party minority government. Anderson later said at a news conference that she did not want to lead a government where there may be grounds to question its legitimacy. The BBC reports that the Prime Minister is expected by convention to resign if a coalition party leaves the government. Anderson also said she would still be interested in leading a social democratic one-party government. And on Monday, she won her second election in less than a week. Of the 349-member Swedish parliament, known as the Riksdag, I think I said that right, 101 members voted yes to Anderson, 173 voted no, and 75 abstained. The country's, co- uh, con- the country's constitution allows prime ministers to be appointed as long as a parliamentary uh, majority does not vote against them, so it was a close one. Anderson told reporters after the vote that she's ready to take Sweden forward with a platform focused on welfare, climate change, and crime, according to the BBC. English language news site The Local reports that Anderson will formally announce her cabinet on Tuesday morning local time. The transition to power will take place shortly after at a change of government cabinet meeting with the King of Sweden at the Royal Palace. I did not know that there was a King of Sweden. That's a new one to me. Carl 16 Gustav? Sweden, what the fuck? Carl Gustav Folk Herbitus. Carl the 16th Gustav is the king of Sweden. Carl the 16th Gustav. Interesting. Here he is wearing a bunny hat. Looks to... There's a pink hat on him. I don't know if the bunny ears are photoshopped. I am interested in the... What the fuck? Oh, this is photo... Okay, this is part of a Photoshop battle. But I mean, it's it's no sillier than like this fucking get up. Carl the 16th Gustav. Couldn't just call yourself Carl's Jr., could you? I can't believe there's a king of Sweden. Do all those European countries just have kings and I don't know about it? Like, I thought you deposed kings years ago. I thought we didn't live in an age of monarchy anymore. Fucking revolution, bitches. 
battles over Biden agenda and budget deadlines as Congress gets back to work. The Senate back in session today. We've got some video. We're going to talk about the uh, Defense Authorization Act. The House back in session tomorrow. Of course, that didn't that didn't keep Bobert from making news headlines. Congress returns from its Thanksgiving break this week. Democratic lawmakers face a daunting to-do list that includes avoiding a government shutdown at the end of the week. Oh my god, I thought it was two weeks. Oh my fuck, I thought it was like the fucking 14th or some shit. The end of the week? God damn. So, on the to-do list, avoiding a government shutdown at the end of the week, advancing President Joe Biden's economic agenda, and raising the federal debt ceiling. They have just a handful of legislative days left on the calendar to get it all done before leaving town for the winter holiday. Must be nice to have so much paid time off, isn't it, Congress? Might be nice if that was mandated for the citizens of this country. Here's a rundown of some of the major items that Congress needs to tackle in the next two or three weeks. Oh, it's just like a ceremonial monarchy? Okay. I get that. I get that. But still, like, I can't say it on Twitch because of terms of service, but I feel like anybody that proclaims themselves to be royalty needs to be met with, you know, a fate. A fate that, you know, fucking French people would do to them. Did that get around terms of service, Twitch? <laughs> so here's the bullet point list of what the Senate and the House need to accomplish before going home for winter break. They need to avoid a government shutdown after December the 3rd. The most pressing issue, the threat of a government shutdown when short-term funding expires at the end of this week, may prove to be the easiest problem to solve. With little time left to work out the details of a full-year bill, lawmakers are expected to kick the can down the road once again and pass a continuing resolution that maintains current funding for a few more weeks. The main question is how long the short-term funding bill will last, with Democrats pushing for a stopgap that provides funding for just a few weeks in order to keep the pressure on Republicans to continue to negotiate a longer-term package that contains elements of Biden's agenda. As if you can pressure Republicans to do anything. They need to authorize the defense spending bill, which did not get done tonight going to hear from Mitch McConnell about why the Republicans held up the cloture vote. National Defense Authorization Act has been lingering on the back burner for weeks, but the Senate was expected to start pushing the $768 billion defense uh, policy bill forward on Monday. Now, I said last night it was a 35% increase. I'm sorry. My apologies. It was a $35 billion increase, not a 35% increase from what the Pentagon had actually asked for. Republicans, however, had signaled that they would block a procedural vote as they press uh, for more votes on amendments to the massive legislation. We're going to hear from McConnell here in just a second. They also need to raise or suspend the debt ceiling. Treasury Secretary, this is another thing they kicked down the road from fucking October. 
Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has warned that the federal government may have trouble paying all of its bills after December 15th. Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking of. It was the debt ceiling. Though analysts at the Bipartisan Policy Center and at least one Republican lawmaker, Senator Mitt Romney of Utah, say that the so-called X-date could come weeks later in early February. However, unless Yellen changes her outlook, expect lawmakers to push for some kind of solution to the debt limit problem in the next two weeks. I would think fucking Janet Yellen would be the one that would know exactly when our fucking checkbook is going to run dry. She is the one that is paid to know those things. But hey, what do I know? Here is Turtle Man Mitch McConnell on the floor of the Senate today explaining why the Republicans... Oh, fucking shit. Here is Mitch McConnell on the floor of the Senate today explaining why the Republicans... Voted against the National Defense Authorization Act. Make the policy decisions of a party that is serious about protecting our country. In May, President Biden released a budget. Somebody left like a sink running next to the camera or something. Proposal that proposed a de facto cut in defense spending. And that was before the president's own supercharged inflation further cut the purchasing power of every defense dollar. In August, his botched Afghanistan retreat shattered our allies' trust. And del- Would somebody think of the defense contractors who inflation is hitting incredibly hard? It's, it's expensive to buy those bombs to bomb those brown kids. Blighted the terrorists. In 10 months in office, despite naive happy talk from the administration, the threats we face are markedly worse. I am not high enough for Mitch. Left in Afghanistan as in both I am not high enough for this Mitch. In Iraq, Syria, and Yemen, to the highest ranks of the Taliban's government. Their desperation to return to a failed nuclear deal has given Iran the upper hand in negotiations. He he just said that. I don't, well, what was failed about it? The only thing that was failed about it is that we reneged. We, the United States, broke the agreement. That's what failed with the Iranian nuclear agreement, Mitch. Apparently talks have indeed resumed. Good. For four years, my colleague, the Democratic leader, seemed constantly focused on Putin and Russia. But now, with Putin flaunting his power and Russia engaged in ongoing cyber attacks, weapons tests, and troops building... They got, like, construction going on at the Capitol or some shit. And for They're all putting back up the door that the, that the insurrectionists stole. ...that Democrats intend for the United States to keep pace with the PLA's investments in nuclear and hypersonic weapons. The Bipartisan National Defense Strategy Commission has made clear we cannot shortchange our military modernization and have a prayer of competing with the People's Republic of China or even the declining but dangerous Russian Republic. Our colleagues across the aisle have missed one opportunity after another to right the ship. They've used the reconciliation process to pass trillions in new partisan spending 
without a cent. They haven't even passed anything yet. What are you talking about, Mitch? Long bipartisan work of our colleagues on the Armed Services Committee. The only bill that has passed has been the bipartisan bill that you were on board with. Literally for months. And now wants to block the Senate from a real debate and a real amendment process. So, Madam President, debating the right way to... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I see what he's saying, because he's blocking closure. They wanted to just go ahead and pass the bill, right? So, McConnell is forcing debate on the bill. I wonder if they're still on the floor right now. ...our allies and equip our friends in Ukraine is certainly worth the Senate's time. Putin is massing tens of thousands of troops on Ukraine's border, but the Democratic leader is... So that is true. ...debate about responding to Russian aggression. It makes... No sense. Considering sanctions on the pipeline that fuels Putin's encroachment over Europe, including provisions from Senator Risch that closely mirror language that the House added unanimously, is certainly worth the Senate's time. Setting the record straight on our resolve to maintain a strong and credible nuclear deterrent that can check the worst impulses of our adversaries is also worth the Senate's time. Yet once again, the Democratic leader seems to want to put national security... Mitch wants to do... RB's question is, why does 5% of the U.S. population own 90% of the USA posing it to Mitch McConnell? And Mitch McConnell wants to do everything he can to distract from that question because he's one of the 5%. Security last. My colleague is trying to overcorrect for poor planning by cramming a two-week bill into two or three days' time. I imagine there might be finger-pointing at Republicans if that proves impossible. So, Madam President, nothing less than the safety of, our, of the American people is at stake. This is more important than political timetables. Or- this, this has nothing to do with national security. This is our, our yearly fucking socialist giveaway to defense contractors so that they can kill people overseas. And Bernie has been standing strong against it. I would assume that the Republican vote was joined by Bernie to block the ending of cloture on the NDAA. And good for them. This bill is obscene. Meanwhile, Schumer touted the Senate's ability to be able to pass the Build Back Better Act before Christmas. He wants to provide, he wants to give you the Biden promises, but watered down quite a bit from what what they actually uh, started with. He wants to, he wants to give that to you by Christmas, hopefully. Madam President, we begin, begin an important week for what will be an important final month of 2021. Later today, the Senate will vote on cloture on the substitute amendment to the NDAA. NDAA has been passed by this chamber for over 60 years, and there's no good reason why this year should be any different. Okay, okay. Well, so they voted to block cloture. That means debate continues. So well, if you, if you want to pass this bill so bad, why isn't C-SPAN live right now? Why are you not on the Senate floor? You've adjourned for the day. Unless you're coming back or something, like there was like a, you went to dinner or some shit, 
It looks like the Senate has adjourned for the day. Why the fuck aren't you debating this thing all goddamn night if it's so fucking important? Before Thanksgiving, the Senate worked in as bipartisan way as it could to lay the groundwork for advancing the defense. I'm going to be honest, Tones. It went over my head, too. Committee Chairman Reed and Ranking Member Inhofe reached an agreement, a bipartisan agreement, on a package of 18... I appreciate the effort, though. Let me repeat that. 18 amendment votes... Don't stop. ...the Senate to hold roll call votes on. Nearly half of those amendments were led by a Republican. As somebody, as somebody who fancies themselves a comedian from time to time and has performed on stage, I will tell you, you just got to keep telling fucking jokes until people laugh. Not, not all of them can be zingers. Don't let it deter you. National Defense Authorization Act. That is correct, R.B., Republican. That would be more amendments to the NDAA receiving roll call votes than in the last. I'm I'm kind of familiar with the baby, but only because like of his homophobic rant. Amendment, which included at least fifty amendments. Twenty. I don't know about this girlfriend thing. Republican Senator. In- Sounds like she didn't want no scrub. Member of the Armed Services Committee agreed to this. In any other time. This would be considered a very fair and generous compromise. God, you're so boring. Fucking, oh my God. The leadership on both That's sides what, would have... These, these are the people that the right are scared of. Chuck fucking Schumer? God, this guy's so fucking boring. His fucking name ought to be like Paint Chip Schumer or some fucking shit. I can't, but like, how do they fearmonger about this asshole? Have made sure that cloture was granted. Oh, he's Jewish. Never mind. I'm sorry. Republicans could not accept this agreement before Thanksgiving, but we hope that Republican dysfunction will not be a roadblock to passing this bill and taking care of our troops and their families. Now on government funding, as we all know, by the end of this week. Both parties must come to an agreement for funding the government and avoiding a needless shutdown. At the end of September, Democrats and Republicans work together to keep the government open through December 3rd, avoiding many of the fights that tainted so many funding debates under the previous administration. After the House takes action this week, the Democratic-led Senate will move forward to make sure the government remains funded after... Boy, the House should be fun tomorrow. ...so many critical issues... The last thing the American people need right now is a government shutdown. And Democrats are going to work this week to make sure we don't have one this time around. It's important to get it done, and we are working to get it done. And finally, Madam President, on Build Back Better. Before the end of the year, the Senate will also act on President Biden's Build Back Better legislation, which momentously passed the House at the very end of the last work period. This week, Democrats will continue to meet with the Senate parliamentarian in order to... I'm distracted about what Chucky Schumer is saying because, like, I'm reading about the baby now. Meetings were held over the Thanksgiving week, and we will continue this week and next week as needed. I want to know about the baby's girlfriend. Once this necessary work is completed with the parliamentarian, I will bring the president's Build Back Better legislation to the floor so we can pass it as soon as possible and send it to the president's desk. Our goal, our goal continues to be to get this done before Christmas. 
continue continues to continues to I thought their goal was to pass it like fucking August. Am I wrong? Somebody correct me in the chat if I'm wrong on that. But wasn't their target date fucking August? Originally? Which, why would you even aim for August? Just come the fuck in, shove it the fuck through. They should have passed it before the summer recess. They should have spent the entire fall talking about voting rights. Holy shit. Yeah, Congress should be fun tomorrow. Especially when you've got a whole high school level cat fight going on because Everyone, of this is- because of congresswoman Lauren Boebert and her almost infantile mentality so this is representative Boebert talking about calling representative Omar apparently not to apologize so let's let's see what she says happened Lauren with a quick update on a phone call I had today with squad member Ilhan Omar. I had reached out to her Friday and three days later I was able to connect with her on the phone because I wanted to let her know directly that I had reflected. You you reached out to her over a holiday weekend and you got a response on Monday. Surprise, surprise. Guess what? I had somebody message me on fucking Friday. You know when they got a response back? This fucking morning. When it comes to business, the holiday weekend. Reflected on my previous remarks. Now, as a strong Christian woman who values faith deeply, I never want anything I say to offend someone's religion. So I told her that. Even after I put out a public statement to that effect, she said that she still wanted a public apology because what I had done wasn't good enough. So I reiterated to her what I had just said. She kept asking for a public apology. So I told I didn't see no damn statement. And look how easy it is for you to get on your goddamn phone. Just like you're doing right now and tweet it out to all your followers. Why wouldn't you do that? Told Ilhan Omar that she should make a public apology to the American people for her anti-American, anti-Semitic, anti-police rhetoric. She continued to press and I continued to press back. And then Representative Omar... Right-wingers are morons. Omar hung up on me. Rejecting an apology and hanging up on someone is part of cancel. You didn't, you didn't apologize. And now she's going to go to blame cancel. I'm, I'm sorry to keep stopping it, but there's just like so much to address here. How much bullshit can you ram in one minute and 47 seconds? We are a minute into this apology so i told ilhan omar that she should make a public apology to the american people for her anti-american anti-semitic anti-police rhetoric she continued to press and i continued to press back and then representative omar hung up on me rejecting an apology and hanging up on someone is part of cancel culture 101 and a pillar of the democrat party make no mistake i will continue to fearlessly put america first 
She called to harass a woman she had already insulted and then makes herself out to be the victim when that woman hangs up on her. What the fuck? Never sympathizing with terrorists. Unfortunately, Ilhan can't say the same thing. And our country is worse off for it. Please know I appreciate you and your support. I appreciate you understanding that I will always shoot straight with you. This isn't about religion. It's about the horrible failed Democrat policies and anti-Americanism that I will call out each and every time I hear it. I am here. You're you're an insurrectionist, ma'am. You supported the insurrectionists. You might have very well been tied up in all of it. Apparently, you were giving tours of the Capitol. Here to protect your freedom and continue making this the greatest nation our world has ever seen. God bless you and God bless America. Go fuck yourself. Sorry, didn't mean to be so forceful there. That that God bless America just really fucking went up my spine. The GOP is promising when they take over the majority, which may very well happen in 2022. House Republicans are vowing to boot radical Democrats from committees when they take over. Republicans in the House have said that they are ready to fight back against Democrats. The same treatment the American First GOP representatives have received. According to recent reports, many radical House Democrats are at risk of losing their committee assignments if Republicans take back the majority in the House. This after Democrats voted to strip GOP reps Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gozar of their committee assignments. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy vowed to give back Green and Gozar's committee assignments when Republicans retake the majority in 2022. Just another reason why uh, mobilizing in 2022 is important. Green was stripped of her assignments as punishment over social media remarks, while Gozar lost his and was censured over an anime meme that was said to encourage violence amongst lawmakers in an attempt to depict the Biden border crisis. Oh, I didn't even get I didn't even get the fucking racism out of it. I didn't know they meant border crisis by that cartoon. Here's the official GOP account tweeting out we are 350 days away from the 2022 elections. Democrats are continuing to fill Americans with their reckless spending and bad policies. A red wave is coming. They're going to be ruthless. They are emboldened by Trump. Speaking of Trump. Talk about the January 6th committee. Former DOJ official could be the second person to face contempt charges for defying the committee. House Select Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection is poised to vote on a criminal contempt of Congress referral for former top uh, Department of Justice official Jeffrey Clark. The panel announced earlier today. The committee plans to meet on Wednesday night to vote on a report 
recommending that the full House refer Clark to the Justice Department on criminal contempt charges. A House vote has not yet been scheduled. If the committee vote, uh, if the committee moves to hold Clark in contempt, he would become the second person to potentially face criminal charges for refusing to provide critical information to investigators under subpoena. Trump ally Steve Bannon is currently awaiting trial for a misdemeanor criminal contempt charge after he refused to show up for a deposition or provide documents to the committee citing executive privilege claims made by former President Donald Trump. A sympathizer to election fraud conspiracy theories, Clark became Trump's most useful asset inside the Justice Department in the days before January 6th. Clark pushed to pursue unfounded claims of voter fraud in the weeks after the November election, and according to officials who interacted with Clark, he was in touch with Trump repeatedly. Kenneth Kwiatkowski. Kenneth Kwiatkowski. Former senior counsel to Clark has also been subpoenaed by the committee. Sorry, I got a little hung up on dude's name there. Clark helps Trump devise a plan to oust the then-acting Attorney General, place himself atop the department, and have the DOJ intervene in Georgia to set aside its voting results in order to sway the state toward Trump. When Clark's superiors learned of his scheming with Trump in early January, they threatened to resign in mass. According to Michael Cohen, prosecutors are coming after the family. They coming after Don. They coming after Don Jr. They coming after Ivanka. So let's hear what Michael Cohen, the former fixer attorney for Donald Trump, had to say yesterday with Chuck Todd. Business is reaching a critical phase. The outgoing Manhattan DA, Cyrus Vance Jr., is narrowing his focus to whether... Mr. Trump fraudulently inflated the value of his assets to obtain better financing. One person with a lot of insight into Mr. Trump's financial dealings, particularly pre-2017, and perhaps the direction of this case overall in New York. Particularly pre-2017, before, you know. Cohen, who pled guilty to charges including arranging hush money payments to porn star Stormy Daniels. Did some jail time. Three-year sentence last week, much of which was spent at his home. Cohen also has written a memoir of his time with Mr. Trump called Disloyal. Michael Cohen joins me now. Mr. Cohen, welcome to Meet the Press, sir. Uh, Nice to see you, Chuck. So let me start with what you know about the Manhattan DA. Uh, We're not far from the end of the calendar year. He's termed out. We know this. I'm sorry. That was a nice nice truck in with that camera. As as a video guy, you got to appreciate that. This time with Mr. Trump called Disloyal. Michael Cohen joins me now. Mr. Cohen, welcome to Meet the Press, sir. They probably on like a Segway or some shit. They got a steady so let me cam. Start with what you know about the Manhattan DA. Uh, we're not far from the end of the calendar year. He's termed out. You just flip the Segway around, push uh, it towards the desk. The That's so fucking cool. The investigation yet, that looks sweet. Sworn in. Um, are, should we expect to see actual indictments before the new year? You know, I generally try not to talk about the DA. Which people, Dustin? Also includes the Attorney General. Michael Cohen, yes. Of of the Trump of the Trump people, he seems to be the coolest, though. Nor do I want. But he's still a slimy piece of shit. Organizations, uh, people about what is actually happening. So, 
You know, I, I would rather just not answer that specific question other than to say that you can bet your bottom dollar that Alan Weisselberg is not, and I truly say, I mean this, Alan Weisselberg is not the, you know, the key to this. They are going after Donald, they're going after Don Jr., Eric, Ivanka, they're a whole slew of individuals, um, family, you know, family as well. Uh, You were just referred to Alan Weisselberg, the chief financial officer. He was indicted. It looked to a lot of observers. RB, I feel like I'm aging very rapidly. Like, I ain't got, I'm fucking bald up here. I had to take an aspirin to make sure my legs didn't hurt to sit in this chair. Do this shit. I feel like I'm aging very rapidly. I will go and he looks, he's like 10 years older than me or something. Maybe even older than that. How old, how old is fucking Michael Cohen? He looking good. Oh, he's 55. He's he's like 14 years older than me, 13 years older. I don't even know how old I am. No, more than that. 18 years. He looking good. I look I look like I look like a fucking decrepit fucking zombie. I'm sorry that we got off on a tangent. That this was the type of indictment that was brought against you, essentially, which was in the previous cases, which was to squeeze you and hope that that. Look at this shit. Were you surprised Alan Weisselberg hasn't cooperated? Yeah, so they didn't really do. Are you saying I got a rod of a dark soul? The threat against me was that they were going to file an (laughs) eighty. indictment that was going to include my wife they were going to say she was a co-conspirator to the Mm -hmm. hush money payment which is absolutely nonsensical and look i'm married now 27 years i'm with the same woman for 29 years you want a cookie you've been coming in the same woman with these animals the way they came down on me is nothing like what they're doing to weisselberg they should be squeezing right now barry weisselberg who worked for the trump organization and they should be squeezing jack weisselberg who is one of Squeezes Weisselberg that made loans to the Trump organization that we still know. You know, when you talked about whether or not um, Donald Trump inflated or deflated his assets, right. every single word that I had said about that is one hundred. I'm not high enough for this shit. Are you their best? Are you their only witness on this, or have they found other witnesses? Um, because it does seem as if they have this hypothesis, but you've got to prove it. You're one, you're one witness. They're going to want somebody in the Trump organization actively, too. Do they have it? Yeah, so, again, I don't want to get into the investigation at all, but rest assured, I am not their only witness. And So, it, did Cohen have to, like, in order for his, like, whatever plea deal he took, he had to, like, flip on Trump or some shit? Most importantly, what I gave to them are thousands and I don't remember what the fuck happened. And as you know, in law, there's something called documentary evidence. I'm not asking anybody to believe me. No different than when I testified before the House Oversight Committee. Every statement that I make, I've backed up with documentary evidence. I truly believe... I mean, he did... He said, like, on the record, Trump would not leave willingly. Do you believe... Considering what they're investigating, he was correct. Are you confident you did help Donald Trump commit crimes? 
I can assure you that Donald Trump is guilty of his own crimes. Was I involved in much of the inflation and deflation of his assets? The answer to that is yes. Uh, I take it then you've been given some level of immunity from the DA and the attorney general in New York, have you not? Yeah, my, my case is over. It was, it was over when I had pled guilty. It was all part of one big giant package. So everything here... You're... And it's amazing that I'm the only one... Yeah, it's amazing that I'm the only one that ended up doing prison, right, and indicted, incarcerated it, out of this entire it's funny you bring, group. It's, I mean, the documents speak for themselves. It's funny you say this because I wonder, here you have, you've been cooperative to the government, both on a federal level and a state level. Some might argue, oh, you could have been more cooperative at different times. But let's set that aside. You have. Um, no one else has, has been either held accountable or has come forward. Why do you think that is? because the system is broken. Uh, I did over 400 hours of cooperation. I didn't get a day off. I didn't get a minute off. I didn't get a second off of my sentence. They ran me door to door um, on this, uh, you know, which basically was nothing more than campaign finance violation. All of the allegations that were sent to... Yeah, he was was on the Stormy Daniels fucking shit, wasn't he? You know, again, when they squeezed me, they squeezed me so hard that all... And mine was in 48 hours. I had from Friday to Monday to plead guilty. But I don't even want to go into that. That part of my life, I'm trying to put behind me. I'm trying to move forward. Now the goal is to ensure that those people who are responsible, become responsible for their dirty deeds. I should not be responsible for Donald Trump's... Dirty deeds, they were done dirt cheap. ...with the campaign finance violation. Dirty deeds. As was Alan Weisselberg, as was Don Trump Jr., Ivanka, Eric, you know, and several other individuals. They need Oi. to be held accountable. Oi. And I, right. like everybody else, am waiting for both Cyrus Vance Jr.'s district yeah. attorney case as well as Tish James's um, civil case yeah. um, move forward you, and start moving forward a little quicker. Do you now believe that the Trump organization is a criminal enterprise? I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to answer that. Um, yes. Criminal enterprise? Let's just say that they committed crimes. And why are you so convinced he's not going to run? When it's, I think it was a company set up specifically to commit a crime, commit numerous crimes. To run, I know you think humiliation is the reason why he may not want to run and lose again, but we've seen him use that as a motivator before. Yeah, so this should become a documentary, and it should be called the greatest grift in U.S. history. It fucking yes has made it very clear. Right, that he is grifting off of the American people, these supporters, these individuals that are just sending money to him at record levels. They can't cope. One of the biggest problems for Donald Trump is that he makes a statement, right, that I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it. That's only to keep the grift growing and it's in and to keep the grift going. Uh, it's it's really, I think he's really going to run, though. Exactly what the guy is doing. I talk about his sociopathy throughout Disloyal. I talk yeah. about it on my podcast, Mea Culpa, Ad Nauseam. Right. For, please understand, Chuck, and this is really important for all of the viewers as well. One of the things Donald Trump has done is grift off of the big lie. that yep. the ele- And it may, it may be in his head to bluff right now, but he'll bluff his way. He'll work his way into a shoot, brother. Like, that's exactly what's going to happen. Like, 
he's going to run. He is the Republican nominee in 2024. If barring something doesn't happen to him, legally, health-wise, yada, yada, yada. He is the Republican Party now. Mask off, motherfuckers. election was stolen from him in 2020. It was not stolen from him. If he loses, which he will in 2024, what happens to the big lie? The big lie disappears. He can't now be like the boy who cried wolf. Oh, they stole it from me in 2020. He will. He fucking 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 will. He fuck. Come on! Are you serious? He absolutely will run again. If he doesn't win, he'll just say it was fucking rigged again. No doubt in my mind he would do the same. Like, when someone shows you who they are, don't not believe them. Like, this is what he's gonna do. He said it. He said it for months before he did it the first time. I, I made the prediction in 2015 that if he was to ever get into office, he would never leave willingly. Many people said it. It wasn't that hard to see. I just, my worry is that he might actually pull it off in a 2024 Or, or, uh, here's the thing. Even if Trump couldn't win, remember, it was only like 80,000 votes among five states would have swung this past election. I know it was like almost 8 million votes in the popular vote, but that doesn't matter. But even if he couldn't pull off the win electorally, It's a good possibility that Republicans are going to win control of the House, possibly the Senate, in 2022. And they're trying to purge their party of anybody who would stand in their way of just fucking issuing a different slate of electors. Doing something that kicks the election to the House. They're, they have shown us 100% who they are as a party. And they are fascist motherfuckers. So even if Trump couldn't pull off the win, I think they're going to try to install him. They've batted around this idea of making him the Speaker of the House. And when they gain control, like when they gain control of the House and the Senate, they will impeach Joe Biden while Trump is the Speaker of the House. They'll They'll impeach Vice President Harris and they will install Trump as president. This is shit that they have floated. And it's scary as shit because the Democrats aren't doing anything to close these loopholes or to combat the gerrymandering, 
the 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 fucking voter suppression. All the ways that Republicans are going to try to weed out voters and, and narrowly capture victory when they don't represent fucking anybody. The small fucking minority of people. Assholes. Speaking of assholes, let's talk about the people in the New York Times. They printed this, like, insane piece over the Thanksgiving holiday. It might have been Saturday or some shit. They got raked on on Twitter over it. This is Glass Beach on the coast close to Camp Justice Complex in Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay beyond the prison with 6,000 residents in the fill of a college campus. The U.S. Navy base has some of the trappings of small town America and some of a police state. What in the fuck? And it's it's one of it's one of those puff pieces, right? Mention this place, and people tend to think of caged men wearing orange uniforms and on the image of opening day at the wartime prison four months after the attacks on September 11th. This military base is more than one big prison. The fuck! This is weird. I don't like it here. Sailors and other Defense Department employees on multi-year assignments can bring family and live in suburban-style neighborhoods. A full disclosure, I took a job just a few years ago where I would have had to go and work at Guantanamo Bay. That didn't that job didn't work out and like I didn't really want it to work out. I just I needed a I needed I needed a steady income for a few months there. Once that job served its purpose, I was done with it. Like they didn't like me anyway, so I never got to go to Guantanamo Bay. I thought that would have been interesting. Radio Gitmo, rocking in Fidel's backyard. This motherfucker sitting behind a mixing board. Space has a campus-style radio station, Radio Gitmo, where DJs hold fundraising drives. It's really dark. I can't see what uh, automation software he is running on there. I've also not been in a radio station for like 10 years, so... They might be running on some kind of different cool automation I don't know about. Over here using OBS. What a, I'm just I'm amazed by this fluff piece. The New York Times is school in Guantanamo Bay where we have our illegal torture camp. And it's not blatantly obvious that, you know, it's our illegal torture camp. 
We openly discuss our black side. What kind of shit is that? And do we openly discuss the, the the government of the United States? Do we openly discuss this black side so we don't know about like the fucking other ten fucking black sides they have around the world where they're holding fucking people? I hate this shit. It get, it bums me out. Fuck you, New York Times. Now let's go to the New York Times for the Omicron. 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 There we go. I said it right that time. The Omicron. No, it's not the New York Times. This is NBC News. Omicron map tracking the new COVID-19 variant around the world. The COVID-19 Omicron variant. Omicron. Omicron. Like, I'm in my head now about it. Like, is it Naomi or Namiki? Like, fuck it all. The COVID-19 Omicron variant has already made its way across the globe. Cases of the new variant, which the World Health Organization first announced on Friday, have appeared in more than a dozen countries as of Monday. It was first identified by South African scientists. I need to... I need to like reiterate a million times like they just found it in South Africa because South Africa is good at testing. It could have originated anywhere fucking else. Omicron cases have been reported from Australia and Hong Kong to Canada. Canada. This pro- it's probably fucking everywhere by now. South Africa, China, Belgium, Netherlands, Botswana, Germany, Italy, Chechnya, Israel, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Portugal, Ireland, Spain, and Sweden. Exactly, Merkin. Punishing South Africa for successfully doing science is absolutely ridiculous. And we're going to talk about that here in just a second. We're going to hear from Biden first. He gave some sort of a press conference earlier today. Here in the United States. We'll have to face this new threat just as we face those that come before it. Today... There are three messages about the new variant that I want the American people to hear. First, this variant is a cause for concern, not a cause for panic. Cause for concern, not a cause for panic. The tagline of this video, but I just want to say, nice decorations. First lady, Dr. Jill Biden. I call I like I like to call her Dr. Jill Biden just because it fucks the right wingers up. Like they hate that. This is a little preview of where we're gonna show off the White House Christmas decorations here at the end of the show. Go on, Mr. President. My apologies for interrupting you. 
We have the best vaccine in the world, <clears throat> the best medicines. He's already Scientists. fucking this motherfucker. Aren't, he's up here coughing during a press conference. This motherfucker already caught. Apparently, Fox News has been hounding him about going to the grocery store unmasked or something. When did fucking Biden go to a grocery store? Apparently, he did it in Delaware over the Thanksgiving holiday. And we're learning more every single day. I'm an ice cream cone. Variant with scientific and and knowledgeable actions and speed, not chaos and confusion. And we have more tools today to fight the variant than we've ever had before. From vaccines to boosters to vaccines for children, five years and older, and much more. A year ago, America was floundering against the first variant of COVID. We beat that variant significantly, and then we got hit by a far more powerful threat, the Delta variant. But we took action. I, that that is all Biden stick. We'll fight the you know and look, we're, we're going to fight and beat this new variant as well. I'd like to come out to LA with you, RB, every single day. And as we learn more, we're going to share that information. This motherfucker's got some kind of sickness going on. Second, the best protection. I know you're tired of hearing me say this. The best protection against this new variant or any. Of the, of yeah, because they can send people to a fucking grocery store. Is getting fully vaccinated. I agree with you, Tones. They, they should understand. Most Americans are fully vaccinated, but not yet boosted. If you're 18 years or over and got fully vaccinated before June the 1st, go get the booster shot today. They're free, and they're available at 80,000 locations coast to coast. I, I guess I'm going to go get my booster like sometime this week. Protected against COVID. Do not wait. Go get your booster if it's time for you to do so. And if you are not vaccinated. Well, I guess I will, sir. Children to be vaccinated. Every child age five or older can get safe, effective vaccines now. While it will be a few weeks before we know everything we need to know about how strongly the existing vaccines protect against the new variant. Dr. Fauci is with me today of our medical team and uh, believe that the vaccines will continue to provide a degree of protection against severe disease. And as additional protections, please wear your mask when you're indoors, in public settings, around other people. It protects you. It protects those around you. Third, in the event, hopefully unlikely, that updated vaccinations or boosters are needed to respond to this new variant, we will accelerate their development and deployment with every available tool. I want to reiterate, Dr. Fauci believes that the current vaccines provide at least some protection against the new variant, and the boosters strengthen that protection significantly. Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw the data on the boosters. It goes through the fucking roof. But so that we are prepared, if needed... My team is already working with officials at Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. Moderna contingency plans for vaccines or boosters if needed. And I will also direct the FDA and the CDC to use the fastest process available without cutting any corners for safety to get such vaccines approved and on the market if needed. And we'll do that the same way that any modifications are needed or current treatments need to uh, use to help those with uh, who get ill with the COVID virus. 
So there you have it from Biden. Let's hear from a different president, though. Let's hear from the South African president. Thank, thank you, Mr. Not you. Not you. The South African president. Cyril Rampofosa. Addressing the opening of this week's China-Africa summit, he said the bans were unjustified. At the same time, we need to resist unjustified as well as unscientific travel restrictions that only serve to further disadvantage developing economies. The call won some support. Speaking at the conference, Senegal's president said African neighbours would not shut the door to South Africa. Finally, as well they shouldn't. Looks like a we shouldn't t- shut down travel from any of those South African countries. Impose restrictions on travel from South Africa and... And South Africa is a poor country that a lot of people travel through. So it makes perfect sense that it would pass through there. It almost certainly didn't originate in South Africa. And it wouldn't be surprising if it originated in the United States. So Jen Psaki gave a press conference earlier today and she was pressed on travel bans. What's the president's response to Andy Slavitt, who of course was a COVID advisor here in the White House just a few months ago, saying that it would be better to, to provide mass um, shipments of the vaccine, hundreds of millions of vaccines. To- My audio levels. Um, I don't know that I did anything recently. I was told by a couple people that the clips weren't loud enough, but like... I just had to make a, a, a slight adjustment because like, I don't hear it. I'm not hearing the mix you guys are hearing. So like it can like I can adjust I can have it lower in my headphones than what you guys have it. So I just needed the feedback like, hey, we want the clips a little louder. And when somebody said that to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's totally cool. I can I can make that happen. It was like, I, I, I control the clips on my board over here for me. It's, it's, it's complex. Technical question. I like it. I'm glad you think they're more consistent. Am I in control? Is anyone really in control? I don't believe in free will. So I don't actually think I'm in control. And I've always, anytime I've done shit like this, I've always felt like I'm not doing it. The Justin that lays on the couch and plays video games and watches movies and shit, that is not the guy that's sitting in this chair. It's something takes over. And and I do this shit. Am I the deep state? There is, as we said last night, there is no deep state. Donald Trump exposed the fact that there is no real deep state. There's a weak bureaucracy in place that can be apparently just completely uh, demolished in the span of a couple of years. I wish I was deep. I wish I had some. I don't actually. I really don't. I like being like. I, I ain't got no I ain't got much of a carbon footprint. I don't make much of a splash. Other than my loud mouth on the internet as a troll. 
And when I go out in public, like I walk into a room and like people are like look at me because like I kind of I look weird. It's a look I cultivate on purpose, but like I face it, I look weird. I was wearing this shirt one time. The first time Sparkles and I went to dinner after we got fully vaccinated, uh, I was wearing this shirt and some dude was really upset, like staring me down. Jesus loves you, but I don't. Go fuck yourself is what the shirt says. I like it a lot. He was like staring a hole in me. What were we talking about? Not a bad person. I don't Professor Cunon. He, he was he was like a burly biker dude. Maybe, perhaps. He's like a burly biker dude. We were at an upscale restaurant, though. It was like we had like some fancy brioche and shit at this like Italian place. Maybe Leather Daddy. I don't. Okay. Touche. Touche. I shouldn't judge. Or be it doesn't make you a bad person. Uh, like. Perhaps vocalizing it makes you a bad person. Like you should keep your, you should probably, uh, women of stature, like Jin Saki, face a lot of uh, bullshit already, and to sexualize them is probably not something that we, as as the more progressive side of the spectrum, should do. It doesn't make you a bad person. I'm sure I'm sure there are plenty of porn knockoffs of Jinsaki already in circulation. I I almost guarantee fucking right wingers get off to that shit, so go find you some of that shit and have at it. Don't tell us about it though. That's kinda of, that's like the uncouth thing. I don't know. I talk about all my weird sexual shit, but like Jin Soggy didn't agree to your weird sexual shit either. Everything I go over is, is like consensual. I didn't know sex stories were so popular. I might, I might have to capitalize on that. Wild nights. I did Molly. And did Molly. Hey, you, If you haven't found any sake porn yet, you haven't been looking hard enough because I guarantee you it's, it's bound to exist. I fucking... Make me pull up the fucking porn hub right now. <clears throat> I do it here on my phone. Bound to be, bound to be. Sucky pay. I, I don't know. I watch amateur shit.
I don't know. It pulled up a redhead that kind of looks like her. There you go. Rabbit, who of course was it's bound to be out there though. Saying that it would be better to, to provide mass um, shipments of the vaccine, hundreds of millions of vaccines to Southern Africa rather than having travel bans. Well, I, I, if, if I'm going to whack it on stream, I'm going to like charge on OnlyFans. Uh, vaccine doses, vaccine know-how, uh, vaccine support, as I noted, including to Southern Africa of any country in the world. Uh, and the president uh, on the advice. Here's, and like, here's the thing is like, I could have never like filmed porn. Like I, like I would film porn, but I couldn't have like had my dick been in porn while I was filming. I couldn't film for a girl that had like an OnlyFans or something. Because, like, then I start thinking about, like, oh, shot composition and blah, like, depth of field. And I get all in, like, director mode, and then, like, my dick is just like. <laughs> so, like, I can't. I, I can't do two things that will, like. I had a girlfriend that used to love to give me roadhead. But I have, a, like, I, over the years, especially, I've developed, like, an anxiety about driving. And it's, it's, I can't drive and have her suck me. Cause like, I'm either thinking about the, the car or I'm thinking about getting, I can't multitask like that. I'm either eyes on the road trying not to wreck us at, you know, we were on like an interstate come back from a concert one time and she was like really wanting to fucking blow me. And like, I can't, I And I can't, I can't film a weird, weird conversation. Like I, you want to blow me? I got like, I got to have like all attention on like, you know, I'm in sexy time mode. I can't do something else. I had a girl one time tell me that she would blow me while I watched UFC. And I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. How am I going to have a fucking heart on? Paul, I want UFC. <laughs> it's insane to me. ...of his health and medical team put in place these restrictions because he's going to err on the side of protecting the American people. And and even though uh, our expectation... Weird is sex talk in the middle of the, uh, on the fucking COVID stories. That will give us time to get more people vaccinated. Only on the Troll Patrol. Uh, ...and ensure we learn more about this variant. So uh, we're going to uh, do both. You, you said just a few moments ago there are hundreds of cases in Africa and, and, and only a few or as many, not as many in Europe. Could you talk about the science behind that? Is that what the president's scientists are telling him that because there are hundreds of cases? No, I'm assuming just the testing hasn't caught up to it yet. Thousands of cases in Africa. When, 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 like, when does the local hospital here next to me have the sequencing of the Omicron variant? the United States, isn't that person just as likely to, to, to have the, the variant end up in the United States? Can you just talk a little bit more about the science behind I it? guarantee it's already sure. here. Well, I think the larger point, Amish, is that it is a much larger spread in South Africa uh, than it is at this point in Europe and other countries. We will continue to assess if that there we are know restrictions of. 
that need to be put in place. But again, this is not about um, punishing anyone. This is about uh, protecting the American people. So when there are thousands of people uh, or hundreds or, or thousands of people. No, 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 no. If it was about protecting the American people, do like Japan fucking Israel did and shut down all foreign travel. Shut it down. It's not about protecting the American people. It's about posturing. It's about looking like you're doing something while doing the least amount you possibly can. And in doing so, it's being cruel. It's being cruel to those South African countries, especially a country like uh, South Africa, which depends on tourism for the bulk of its economy. Or uh, who have uh, who have been tracked for a variant in a particular country, uh, and a much larger number than another country. Uh, you know, obviously the health and medical advisors assess that it would be helpful uh, in protecting the American people to restrict travel from those countries where there is wider spread. It's a scientist are saying that it's, it's fair to say. The, the president made the travel guidance restrictions in place on the pure basis of, uh, of, of recommendation of his health and medical advisors. Oh, oh, no. I'm sure he got a variety of advice and he picked from, you know, different scenarios they gave him. COVID live updates, Pfizer to seek approval for boosters for 16 and 17 year olds. CDC has strengthened its booster recommendation as worries mount over Omicron. Biden calls Omicron a cause for concern, not a cause for panic. A judge temporarily has blocked a vaccine mandate for health workers in 10 states. We're going to go into that here in just a second, I believe. Did we already talk about that? The UK announces the Omicron cases and has extended boosters to all adults. RB! If you don't have a health reason, like, you probably should. You should really do that. Nobody should be allowing travel to or from the US. You are exactly right. Irate lump. You are exactly right. We are the danger to the world. And the CDC has also issued a health advisory warning that flu cases are on the rise, especially among young people. Overall transmission is low, but increasing, particularly among kids and young adults aged 5 to 24. Centers for Disease Control issued a health advisory last week warning that cases of the seasonal flu are low but are starting to rise, and that's a sign that could mark the beginning of the 2021-2022 influenza season. After more than two months of non-existent or minimal flu activity, the number of positive tests have started to increase with 415 cases in the week ending on November 20th. Though that is just a 1% positivity rate nationwide, the CD wants physicians uh, to prepare for a potential influx of patients, particularly with COVID-19 cases also on the rise in the U.S. Not a bad idea to get a flu shot this year either. 
And even if the flu shot is only, sometimes they're like 16, 17% effective. Sometimes they're 27% effective. They, they fluctuate year to year. Even at whatever effectiveness they are, it is a helpful thing to have at least some immunity. I think we've learned about percentages quite a bit this past couple of years. But hey, 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 hey. Maybe we're not as smart as Ted Cruz. Who apparently wants Dr. Fauci prosecuted. Fauci was asked about this. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci is laughing off days ago. Senator Ted Cruz and other Republicans who say he's been lying about the pandemic. Let's take a listen. Senator Cruz told the attorney general you should be prosecuted. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? Do you think that this is about making you a scapegoat to deflect from President Trump? Of course. You have to be asleep not to figure that one out. Or to deflect from the failures of the Republican Party. Senior political analysts, uh, former advisors to four uh, presidents, uh, David Gergen and... Ah, fuck off, you guys. I understand, RB. Like, like, I didn't feel it was very important for me to go get vaccinated until, like, you know, they... They were like throwing out vials and shit because I want to let everybody else get theirs because I, you know, I'm self isolated pretty much. But like we 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 need to strengthen that herd immunity and like be nice to have you on like the 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 third the booster already because like that booster protection like just just shoots through the fucking roof. So maybe getting a third shot is exactly how we beat this motherfucker. Ted Cruz is a piece of shit, but speaking of pieces of shit, here's Piers Morgan. He wrote a piece in the Daily Mail. I don't know if Piers Morgan is a uh, American citizen as well as a U.S. citizen. I don't know if he has dual citizenship. But for some reason, he feels the need to chime in. I've never heard Dr. Anthony Fauci's cell phone voicemail greeting, but I imagine it says, yes, I'll come on your show. That's the first line of this editorial by Piers Morgan for the Mail Online. This is a DailyMail.com article. That's the first line. Now, here's the thing. I, I hate to burst Piers Morgan's bubble, and if he has been in the broadcasting business for as long as he has and doesn't know this, I think it is a sad reflection upon Piers Morgan because I'm going I'm going to lay a little information on you, Piers. Being on people's show is exactly Anthony Fauci's job. It's exactly what he's supposed to do. He is supposed to be the face of the messaging for the pandemic response for the administration. That's exactly what his job is. Piers fucking Morgan. 
Once again, I watched this documentary on like how Bush and Obama put together the pandemic playbook. Might have been like a mini doc, a Vox thing or some shit. Number one, unified messaging that is accurate. Morgan continues, for someone whose day's job is supposed to be leading America's scientific and medical war against COVID-19, he seems to have an incredible amount of spare time for self-promotional media interviews. But that's not what he's doing. He's putting out the messaging. He needs to be on everybody's fucking show so everybody hears the messaging. He needs to be on as many shows as possible. I believe he was on with Joy Reid tonight. Barely a week seems to go by without him popping up on TV or in newspapers and magazines. And as time has gone on, Fauci's become more and more brazenly political in those interviews since the Biden administration took over. Yesterday, he was everywhere again, speaking about the new Omicron. (laughs) Fucked it up again. Yes, Piers! Yes! He went on all the Sunday shows. They all wanted to book him because they had questions about the new variant. Peers, it makes perfect fucking sense because do you know whose job it is to speak on those matters on behalf of the administration? His name is Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, 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 now. I do agree he probably should step down just because of all the bullshit the right wing has thrown at him. Whether it is credible or not, He is just, he's lost the confidence the Biden administration should have started over with somebody new as the face of the pandemic response. I didn't question it at the time when they were taking over. I'm like, okay, Fauci's done just a fine job. Sure, okay. But they probably should have started over with somebody new. But the right wing would just slander them too. What he said in these new interviews should give... I'm back to Piers Morgan again. Should give every American serious... uh, That's his words, not mine. Give every American serious for concern. Not just about the latest COVID threat, but about some of the uh, outrageously partisan statements the country's top doctor made. He defended himself against partisan attacks. Ted Cruz came after him. And he brings up the January 6th comment we just looked at. Fuck off, Piers Morgan. I think think he needs to respond to these stupid-ass right-wing attacks. Now, Merriam-Webster apparently declared that the 2021 were... First of all, we've still got a fucking month left. They're going to give me my Spotify year-wrapped here like next week or in the next couple of days. Hey, Spotify, we still got a month left. It's not, it's not time to wrap up the fucking year yet. 
what 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 if aliens fucking come down and make contact with us on December first, Marion Webster, and then alien is in the that's the word everybody fucking use. That'll be the word of twenty twenty one then, wouldn't it? Hey, did you see the fucking aliens? Did you see the fucking aliens? Aliens, aliens, aliens is all anybody be fucking talking about. Or if the president got like butt fucked on national TV, butt fucking would be the word of the year. Would would Fauci's credibility have been damaged? I don't, I don't know. I it should have it should have been a fresh start. They didn't keep uh, what's her name on, uh, a Deborah Bricks. With an expanded definition to reflect the times, Merriam-Webster has declared an omnipresent truth as its 2020 word of the year, vaccine. Burke. Oh, I'm sorry. Dr. Burke. Vaccine was a word that was extremely high in our data every single day in 2021. Peter Sokolinski, Merriam-Webster's editor-at-large, told the Associated Press ahead of Monday's announcement. It really represents two different stories. One is the science story, which is this remarkable speed with which the vaccines were developed. But there's also the debates regarding policy, politics, and political affiliation. It's one word that carries these two huge stories, he said. The selection follows vax as the word of the year from the folks who published the Oxford English Dictionary. And it comes after Merriam-Webster chose pandemic as tops in lookups last year on its online site. I haven't seen uh, Redfield in a while. I've seen Gottlieb has been everywhere. But, like, Gottlieb, and, like, I thought he was, like, a Trump loyalist, but, like, that dude, like, he's he's been pretty spot on about things. I haven't seen Redfield anywhere. Then again, like, fucking... Other me lays on the couch and plays video games all the time. I get educated on the news here with you guys every day. Thank you for joining me for this adventure. Read the news and learn what the fuck is going on. Judge blocks U.S. COVID-19 vaccine rule for health workers in 10 states. Federal judge on Monday blocked in 10 states a Biden administration vaccine requirement, finding the agency that issued the rule mandating health care workers get vaccinated against the coronavirus likely exceeded its authority. Ruling by U.S. District Judge Matthew Schlepp in St. Louis prevents the U.S. Centers for Medicare Medicare and Medicaid Services from enforcing its vaccine mandate for healthcare workers until the court can hear legal challenges brought by the 10 states. CMS in a statement said it was reviewing the ruling, adding that 
uh, vaccinated healthcare staff pose a threat to patient safety. The ruling is the second legal setback for President Joe Biden, who is focused on vaccines to halt the COVID-19 pandemic, a point he emphasized on Monday amid concerns about the spread of the new Omicron variant. Federal appeals court in New Orleans earlier this month blocked a sweeping workplace mandate that requires businesses with at least 100 employees to get their staff vaccinated or tested weekly. Republican state attorneys general sued the administration in early November over the CMS rule, seeking to block the requirement because they alleged it would worsen healthcare staffing shortages. And here, here in my Trumpiest fucking state, the Trumpiest state in the fucking union, because RAG didn't sign on to those 10 states to block this, they are turning on our incredibly Trumpian, incredibly corrupt state AG, which I say, good? Fucking wild, though. Speaking of court cases, Ghislaine Maxwell accused of preying on young girls for Epstein to abuse. This was the first day of the Maxwell trial. British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell preyed on and groomed young girls for convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein to abuse. Prosecutors have alleged. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's been established. Ms. Maxwell appeared in court in New York on Monday for the first day of her trial on sex trafficking charges. She denies the charges and her defense claims she's being used as a scapegoat for Epstein's crimes following his death in prison in 2019. But prosecutors argue the pair were partners in crime in sex abuse. Ms. Maxwell has been in a U.S. jail since her arrest last year and faces up to 80 years in prison if convicted. Prosecutors say Ms. Maxwell, who also has American and French citizenship, recruited and groomed underage girls for her... Now, we're reading from the BBC, so they're, she's a British citizen. She also has American and French citizenship. She recruited and groomed underage girls for her longtime companion Epstein to abuse. She preyed on vulnerable young girls, manipulated them, and served them up to be sexually abused. Assistant District Attorney Laura uh, Pomerantz said in her opening statement, Epstein died in a New York prison cell on the 10th of August in 2019 as he awaited trial on sex trafficking charges in a federal case. His death was ruled to be a, hom- or a, to be a suicide. Fuck, I almost said homicide. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> His death was ruled to be a suicide. For those of you who don't know, I'm I'm pretty sure I've reiterated it time and time again. I do not believe that somebody killed Epstein. Now, were the conditions ripe for him to commit suicide and people just kind of let him? Sure. That I buy into. Like, it doesn't take much to want to commit suicide when you're in jail. I have only spent hours, 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 mind you. I've only spent hours at a time in jail. And even then, like, I, like, I wanted to fucking end, like, just end it. This is horrible. 
this for like five or six hours or some shit. Fuck that shit. The allegations uh, at trial cover the period 1994 to 2004. Prosecutors allege Ms. Maxwell was a right-hand partner for Epstein, helping to groom vulnerable teen girls as young as 14 for abuse at his luxurious residences. Wearing a pale jumper and glasses, Ghislaine Maxwell sat alongside two of her attorneys listening and periodically taking notes during Monday's proceedings. Pomerantz specifically spoke about one accuser who she said was befriended by Maxwell and Epstein on the pretext of a bright future uh, of bright future opportunities. Maxwell's team in turn argued that she was being punished for Epstein's crimes and that this case was about memory, manipulation, and money. In the coming days, four alleged victims are expected to testify. The prosecution also plans to get some of Jeffrey Epstein's staff to testify, along with presenting evidence from flight logs of his private plane and FedEx records of gifts sent to alleged victims. At least a couple of other accusers of Epstein not connected to this trial came to listen to the opening statements. One of them told me that she was feeling many emotions and came to show solidarity to the alleged victims. It's not yet clear if Ghislaine Maxwell will take the stand to testify. Holy fuck, this is the trial everybody wanted to be fucking broadcast. Okay, this is... The clip I was talking about last night. I wanted to watch the whole thing, The Truth Yeller with Adam Carolla. But it's behind a payroll. Fortunately for us, we get a little we get a little taste of it. We get a little bit of the Jay Leno, we get a little Adam Carolla here. This is Truth Yeller, a new show for premium subscribers to the Daily Wire. They have been pushing their 50% off Daily Wire membership. You don't even get a free fucking week. Because I might I might have signed up for the free week and ripped this fucking episode and then put it on my Patreon or some shit. But here you go. This is Adam Carolla's new show with special guest... Jay Leno. A legendary comedian and also a, a dear, dear friend, Mr. Jay Leno. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Very nice. Wow. I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. It's not that good. Thank you. Thank you. No, this is, this is the biggest audience, you know. For the last year, you couldn't go to bars, you couldn't go to restaurants. Right. You had to keep six feet away from women. It's like every guy had to live like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> We're in lockdown for months and months, which is actually good news for Lori Loughlin. At least she didn't miss much. <laughs> and Dr. Fal- I see Dr. Fauci every night on the news, and he says the same thing. The coronavirus is a war. We have to fight it like a war. And when you think about it, it's the only war in history that when the war is over, all the soldiers are fatter. 
And there was a lot of talk that wealthier communities got preferential treatment when it came to giving out the uh, the vaccine. Do, do you think that's they true? They did. That's right here. Yeah. Like it's true. I got the Pfizer vaccine with a Madeira drizzle on a chocolate llama biscotti. <laughs> see, I don't, yeah. see, I don't think you got that in the valley. No, no. not Reseda. A lot of mom-and-pop restaurants. Went out of, uh, here's how bad it was. I saw Mafia Don getting dinner to go at an Olive Garden. Okay, that showed oh. how many restaurants. Yeah. I had a friend of mine in, in, uh, in Burbank, a funeral director, committed suicide. Committed suicide. He didn't want to. He just needed the business. See, that's how bad. I'm just saying. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So the lockdowns were so hard on the funeral director. During a pandemic that he had to commit suicide in order to get some business. During a pandemic, Jay Leno. During a pandemic, when, when, when we had an excess of like... Probably a million, million people died in this shit in the, in the U.S. That that joke was stupid. We had like a million extra people die. Business was good for funeral directors. They thrived. They thrived. I can't believe he made the joke and Harvey Weinstein was kind of like we were supposed to sympathize with. Like, we were being treated like Harvey Weinstein. And it was some kind of injustice or some shit. Like, that was a weird construction of a joke. And, of course, the saddest... The saddest had to be Tom Selleck. You knew about that. I didn't know about that. Turned down for a reverse mortgage. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrible thing. But enough <laughs> about that. Yeah, yeah. Does he do reverse mortgage commercials on TV? Because, like, I don't ever watch TV. I, like, fucking despise commercial shit. Commercials piss me off. So, like, I don't ever watch fucking commercials. So, like, is Tom Selleck hawking reverse mortgages or some shit? Is that why that joke's funny? I just didn't get it. Jay Leno's not bad. He was never my favorite. I was a Dave guy. I was t- I was I was Team Coco for sure. And Conan Conan should have. I think everything worked out for the best. Jimmy Fallon was the best fit to lead the next generation. Conan O'Brien was actually better off on TBS. I think. And, and given what they gave him. I think everything worked out for the best. And I'm Conan got to host the Tonight Show for a few weeks. Like, Jay, like why is Jay doing that? Why are you belittling yourself like this, Jay Leno? Yeah, but en- enough about that. We're over the hump now. That's your preview of Truth Yeller, only on the Daily Wire. You can get 50% off of right now. 
It is the last day. Ben Shapiro has been all up in this shit. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Every, see, this is just 14 minutes ago. 50% off your membership. Hog it here. Like fucking 50% off code. Every fucking post has been like this. 44 minutes ago. Use code DW50 at checkout. We need your membership. Okay. We just do. Right now we have the best deal of the year. It's 50% off for new members at DW50. But here's the thing. It's not just. I wish you people could feel embarrassment. Please learn to feel embarrassment. Just shameless. You get all the great content, you know, the extra stuff with me, hanging out with me as an all-access member, for example, or watching Candace's show, or becoming part of the Sweet Baby Gang with Matt Walsh. It's that you make a difference. with your- Yeah, yeah, Sweet Baby. Do you guys know about Sweet Baby Gang? I had that saved. Do you guys know about Sweet Baby Gang? It's not even a thing. It's not even a thing when you when you type it into like Google. It doesn't fucking want to autocorrect it. This is your the sweet baby gang. I get the I get the ads for his albums. He actually has like fucking albums. I'm not I'm not seeing him here. I get the ads for it. It's embarrassing. No, no, no. No right thinking individual would ever ever wear a shirt that had Matt Walsh's face on it and said, Sweet Baby Gang. Made so much of a difference this year. We needed your help to do it. We did so much, I probably won't even be able to remember everything that we did. You know, we've got investigative journalism. There's Sweet Baby himself. And we've got big plans for 2022. We've got movies coming out. Joe Biden came in and demanded that we all take the Fauci ouchie. Well, because of you, because of your support, we were able to sue the Biden administration. We're the lead plaintiff taking on the Biden administration right now. Join the fight. It really is a fight. You you have to be reading the papers. You have to be watching the news. You have to be seeing what's happening. You make all of that possible. Your membership. We need your help. We need... This is such a grift. This is such a grift. You make all of this possible. Keep making it possible. Become a member today. Dude, if you're watching me, you're not going and signing up for the Daily Wire. So I don't have to be like, don't, do not go sign up for a Daily Wire membership. Fuck that shit. It doesn't mean they got a favorable outcome. We're, we're going to see what, what happens with the 
mandates. The courts are not favorable to the Biden administration either, so. Let's talk holidays. I've been teasing. I've been teasing we're going to do the White House Christmas decorations. I just want to remind everybody today is the last day. You want to go make you a turkey sandwich after you get off from watching the stream tonight? Refrigerated Thanksgiving leftovers are safe to eat for four days. Today is the day to throw out your Thanksgiving leftovers. Now, I I think there's a little little bit of green bean casserole in there. I think there's some stuffing, some gravy. So I'm good. I don't have any. What fucking leftovers? Was there beef left over? Yes, there was. Did Sparkles and I have it the next day? Yes, we did. Fucking delicious. But if you might have leftovers from Thanksgiving in your refrigerator, do yourself a favor and toss them. So, out with the old holiday, in with the new holiday. I'm very much a proponent of keeping that shit in December. But, hey, I'll give you guys a little leeway. Like, the weekend after Thanksgiving is traditionally when people put up their Christmas decorations. So, I'm okay with that. But, predominantly, I'm a keep it in December kind of guy. I like the Christmas. I, I I really get into the festivities, but keep that shit in December. I get tired fast. We'll put up my Christmas decorations here in a couple weeks. I do not I do not do it after after Thanksgiving. It'd be like the week or two before Christmas. That's a pretty tree. Apparently it has a dove every state on it. A nice picture of the Bidens. This feels a hell of a lot more like Christmas than whatever the fuck Melania did over the last couple of years. That is more like the traditional Christmas kind of decorations. I really like the snowflake projections on the on the ceiling. Okay, like I'm kind of in the spirit now. I want to go have some coffee with some 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 peppermint creamer in it. They've got like this, like the precious moments, or oh, they're gingerbread houses, and they've got a gingerbread white house. That is super fucking cool. Fuck the police! Burn it down! Burn it down! A cab, motherfuckers! A cab means uh, Kamala too. And I guess since we're already in the holiday mood tonight, since I I broke out the White House Christmas decorations, we might as well finish off with a puppy that likes to dress up for Christmas. Because why the fuck not? We're going all Christmas Eve tonight.
He's got a fucking BMW. Apparently, this is Princess Rose. It's a she. I'm sorry I misgendered you. Maybe these are two different puppies. Maybe it's King Majesty and Princess Rose. Oh, they are two different puppies. King Majesty and Princess Rose. Apparently, they kind of IG famous. They're adorable. I I don't know how I'd feel about animals. Like I've never had an animal like to dress up. I don't know how I feel about the idea. putting outfits on it. Some animals are into it. Some animals, they like to have their sweaters on. Fucking Sparkles, uh, the dog Sparkles used to have. Roxy. He loved being under the blanket. And one night I put her blanket on wrong. She fucking got all over me. I didn't put her blanket on her right. She would wear she would wear outfits and shit. So uh, some dogs are into it. Some cats are into it. My cat certainly aren't. My cat's like fucking Smokey knows he gets to go out when he puts on his harness. No, that's the only time he gets to go out. But he still put he but he wants to go outside. But he sure as fuck puts up a fit when I try to put the harness on him to take him outside. He does not like it at all. Where are you at, asshole? Smokey. 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 He's right there. He was on the bed when I started the show. Alright, it's Monday night, so if you were watching on Twitch, it is Meltdown Monday time. The Media Winch is happening over at Echoplex Media. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.